0: Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order, additional terms apply.
2: We don't often get to do the front office report in person, but the front office report is brought to you by Cumberland Farms, the official coffee of the Red Sox Radio Network. President of Baseball Operations, Dave Dombrowski, is with us. Good to see you.
0: Thank you. It's good to be here. Thanks for letting us come to your house uh, to do this thing. Well, it's my pleasure. It's our pleasure to have you, and of course, with such a great cause. And I will just kind of... Take a step back here because I was thrilled a minute ago. On your previous guests, uh, I was setting up in my office watching the telethon, and I saw that your previous guest was Jimmy Cephalo, and he happened to be uh, lived two doors down from us when we lived in Miami, and our children uh, were born together, our oldest daughters, and I hadn't seen Jimmy in a while, even though our wives stay in contact with one another. So I ran down here, had a chance to see him and say hello, and we reminisce for a couple of minutes, but I was completely taken back when he had said that he had had cancer. And I said, Jimmy, I had no idea. And he said, well, Dave, nobody knew. I said, first time I'm coming out with it, four and a half years I've had it, other than my children knew last year, I told them. So it's, it doesn't surprise me, because Jimmy's always been a private person, a great person, but very private. And um, it was great to see him, and also fantastic that he's doing so well right now
1: just a crazy story really i mean four and a half years and i'm sure his phone is going to be lighting up all day long today all the people think about all the people that he works with every single day he didn't miss a day of his job he's been covering the dolphins now for 14 years or whatever it is
0: he does his morning does show the down games. there
1: and he's been flying up here once a month and nobody knew it, it really is remarkable
0: it, it is and i think also too uh, it doesn't surprise me because i know he's private as i said but also you know he's a Tough guy. Yeah, you know? clearly. He played football like clearly. he did for throughout the years, played at Penn State, and then went on mm-hmm. with the in the NFL primarily with the Dolphins there. So uh, you don't get to that point where he is, but what he's gone through to not say anything to anyone really epitomizes the type of individual he is and the battle that he has taken on.
2: The longest-lasting connection between a, a charity and a professional sports team is the Boston Red Sox and the Jimmy Fund. This goes back to the days of Ted Williams and has continued to this day. Uh, I'm assuming it didn't take you long when you came on board in this organization a number of years ago to know exactly what
0: this relationship means. Well, it did not. And I think, actually, if you're in Major League Baseball, and I've traveled for so many years to Boston and playing the Red Sox with various teams, you know the connection even then, the Jimmy Fund and the Boston Red Sox, and what it means and so you always have a feel of what it is. Now when you come here, it's a much different feeling because you're, you're in the middle of it and you appreciate it even more. But there was always that connection, and it was always sort of that that little awe out there with the connection that took place between the Red Sox and, and the Jimmy Fund, and what it stood for and, and what that represented for Major League Baseball and the battle for against cancer.
1: And it's going to be really something for you up close to see your players – make those kind of connections and relationships with the kids when they go over to the clinic or when the kids come down to spring training and to to see it up close like you said you've heard about it you knew about it but then to see these guys uh who we all know as baseball players really that that other side of them has got to be something else
0: well it is and it's it's heartwarming really um, from the player perspective and of course it's heartwarming for the children and their families And and your heart sometimes bleeds because you see what they're going through. But the one thing, and it just tells you the type of connection there is, like a lot of times you have to push players to be involved in various things. They get so many requests to do things and represent the organization and get involved in the community. This is not an area where you have to say and push them to be involved with the Jimmy Fund and be involved with the children. Uh, Their hearts are there. They do anything they possibly can to help out. Uh, they go out of their way if they can. And the connections that they form, you can see because you, know, we, you talk about Brock Holt, and, of course, because he's a, the the leader here, but it's also a lot of the other players that are involved. You see the connections that they make. They see him in spring training. They continue to visit throughout the year. They stop over the hospital. And what it means to the patients and their families, but also... You can tell the players are happy to do whatever they can to try to help.
2: The introduction last night is my favorite one of the whole year, and each of the players goes out onto the field with one of the youngsters from the Jimmy Fund. You can't watch that and, and not get a tear in your eye, or if you do, you don't have a heart.
0: No, you can't. You can't watch I mean, that's, that is uh, tears at your heart, uh, brings tears to your eyes. Uh, and it, again, when you see the looks on the, the look on the children's faces, they're there with the players. They're on and out there. Um, you see how much joy it brings to them. It really does touch your heart, and it's something that uh, you almost can't even put into words how heart-touching it is.
1: As for the baseball team, Dave, some some good news, bad news, I guess, as it relates to Chris Sale that we got this week. He's not. He does not need Tommy John. Yet, I, I, I read a lot of the stuff on it. It seems like he doesn't need it now. It's sort of like a but. He's still not right. What do you make of what's going on with Chris Sale's elbow?
0: Well, I mean, you're right. Good news, bad news. I mean, anytime you have information in your elbow, uh, particularly if you're a pitcher, that's not good news. Uh, the good news is a diagnosis that there's not Tommy John that's recommended. If you need a Tommy John right away, they would do that so, and get it started. Because it's really a 12 to 18-month process, 12 to 14 months most of the time so that's the encouraging part of course he's out for the season at this time Uh, you got the prp injections they um and and i guess the only hesitation prp injections they almost always work they're one of those things and so we're hopeful that that ends up working that's why the doctor gave it to him he doesn't anticipate any further surgery being needed so that's the good part but again he'll miss this season and um, we anticipate him being ready to go for next year and be 100% which is the good news part of it.
2: Yesterday Mookie Betts uh, appeared here in the studio as part of the Jimmy Fund Radio Telethon and he reiterated again he loves Boston. He said I come back here in the offseason. Uh, I-, I love everything about it. It makes me feel good as a Red Sox fan
0: about his long-term future here. How do you feel about it? Well uh, first of all I believe him. He loves Boston. He loves the organization. It's one of those where there's a a genuine love in his heart for it he's grown up here part of the organization he's part on the field he's one of our leaders longevity aspect of it his family's been involved here you can tell he just loves coming around Um, i'm hopeful we're hopeful uh, that he is here in the long term you never can tell about those things because even though people have those feelings um, contracts are tough to negotiate and there's agents that are involved and all of that but you can be assured uh, from an ownership perspective, from a club perspective, we'll do anything we can to try to keep them. Uh, you're always looking to try to find that common denominator t- that makes everybody happy and under- and you understand where that mutual bond exists. But it's not always easy. And um, star players, they get a lot of money, and that's the way it is. And the organization here has never shied away from paying people. You can see that. So hopefully we can make it happen. Dan Shaughnessy recently wrote
1: in the Boston Globe, he'd be surprised if you came back next year. I know you did an interview in the USA Today with Bob Nightingale. Mm -hmm. A year after winning the World Series, suggesting maybe you're on the hot seat, do you feel like you're on the hot seat?
0: Well, I guess it depends. First of all, I've learned now throughout my time period that there's just some writers I don't read their articles. So that's a better way to do it. So you don't really know what they say at times. You hear about it through the grapevine. Yes, yeah, so you didn't read. Which, uh, is what you're saying. I don't. <laughs> okay, got I, it. without being specific. No, I, mean I understand. That, yeah, but it isn't just related to me. It's related to other things sure. throughout the time period that I've been here. When you see that criticisms of Bill Belichick, for example, on a regular basis, it's kind of like, geez, if he's not a good coach, I don't really know <laughs> who is. Um, so uh, I, I give the coaches, the people, the benefit of the doubt. So, but I, I know it's a topic of conversation because you have to be blind. Yeah, it is what it is. I, I love being here, um, have a great relationship with ownership. We have a good front office. We've had a good team. We've won three divisional titles and a world championship. We're not out of the postseason at this time. Uh, you live with it. I think there's a little bit more here. Actually, when I do say that, when I go around the city, and I know that not everybody supports any individual and in anything that they do, but the fans here are fantastic. I mean, they're just they're very nice to me wherever i go i mean every so often you'll hear that hey go get a reliever or go get a starter but that <laughs> right, takes place right. everywhere i mean yeah. that's just how it is so uh, i find that the fans are very good and hopefully i'm here for a long time
1: are you confident that you'll be back next year
0: well i have a contract for next year yeah. so i mean so um am i confident i i go about doing my business as i would on an everyday basis and hopeful that i will be here and you say confident unless somebody tells me I'm not, then you operate that way. And I do know when people write an article like that, the one thing I'll say, there's no inside information. I mean, our organization, I mean, there's the people that make that type of decision are John Henry, Tom Werner, Mike Gordon. I know they're not getting information from, from them. You uh,
2: told us several weeks ago that it is an ongoing process of of assessing how the season has gone and the good things and the bad things, and that continues all on Hindsight being twenty twenty, do you wish you guys had handled the pitching staff differently in spring training?
0: Well, I, actually, yes, I do. Um, but there's a lot of thought to it, and always hindsight is, is easier. Um, there's different philosophies on that. Um, but it didn't work out the way we had wanted it to. Um, we didn't get off quickly. Um, and so that's a situation that um, put us kind of in a hole right off the bat. And there were – variety of reasons for it I mean I remember Chris Sale in the beginning of spring we were being careful with him but he also had a little bit of a problem with his toe and so we were trying to be careful with that um, we were in a spot where David Price has come off pitching a lot in the postseason of Aldi like but I think in a situation that uh, it'll definitely be something that we reassess going in the next year I mean I'll guarantee that part of it and so um, and then you also see that the, the other part that's unfortunate you always have to be careful with pitchers I mean, you, because I think it's proven that if a guy, if a pitcher is tired, they're more apt to be susceptible to injury. But outside of that, at times, you look at guys with good deliveries that get injured. You look at guys that have unusual deliveries that never get injured, uh, but they get injured. And one of the things we had talked about is being in a situation where we tried to prevent injuries, which is really the thought process there. But guys still got hurt so you see that sales hurt price has been hurt of all these been hurt so things happen to guys so i think all in all it'll be something that we'll sit back and assess and you know i, I wouldn't be surprised if we go on the next spring a little bit different
1: and just like you were saying with pitchers around the league you see these guys getting hurt and, and sometimes no rhyme or reason for it going back to the chris sale contract he was under contract for one more year Was there thought to see if he could have a healthy season before giving him the extension, or was there too much risk if he pitched really well that maybe he would go somewhere else?
0: Well, I I mean, you have all type of discussions, so you talk about all things. The one thing I I would assure you that when we did the contract and going into the season, we had medical clearance in Chris's case. There was no doubt from a doctor perspective that this is going to come up, this is going to be a long-term problem for him. It was over, it was done, and, of course, that was with his shoulder now we're dealing with the elbow. So, no, I mean, you do talk about those things. And, and again, you kind of analyze afterwards. But the reality is you're talking about one of the best pitchers in Major League Baseball, I, have one of the top five. And, and I was just reading on MLB.com. They've had this uh, series going on all year long where they rank the top ten at each position for the decade. So they've done center fielders. They did second baseman. They've done all the today. Actually, there's top ten managers, and a couple of weeks ago they had the top ten starting pitchers. So one was Clayton Kershaw, who's been hurt. Yeah. Number two is Justin Verlander. Number three is Max Scherzer. Number four is Chris Sale. You're familiar with some of these Number guys. Number eight yeah. is David Price. <laughs> I was say, yeah. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. So I've lived, I've lived. I've yeah. lived with two, three, and four for a lengthy period as well as number eight. And the one common thing is, like even with Scherzer and Verlander at times, they had a little dip in a year. Mm -hmm. And sometimes they don't say anything about it. Their mechanics may be off. They may be a little bit tender. But would you have loved to have had these guys? And they're in their age 35 seasons at this point. Actually, Verlander's older than that. He's He's 37 right now. So you look at it, and then I think that if Chris pitches the way we think he's capable, and this hasn't been a normal Chris Sale year, but if you're in a position where Chris Sale pitches as he is, um, we signed him for a five-year contract. I looked last year at, let's say, Patrick Corbin, who's a good pitcher, but we don't put him in the Sale category. He signed for seven years with Dollar at same age bracket. At dollar amounts that actually, even though they play the higher amount, Chris gave us some ability to defer money. So the actual present value of it is a little bit less than it keeps being reported. So we thought we got a bargain at that point at five years with somebody going to their age 30 year. So, no, we, we, we looked at all those things. We thought about it, but we thought it was the right move. And I think over time it will be the right move. Just this year hasn't been quite the way we had anticipated.
2: We can't thank you enough for coming down and lending your support to this event.
0: Uh, again, thank you guys for letting us hang around here for a couple of days, too. Well, thank you. Thanks for coming, and uh, thanks for what you're doing here because it's Good to fantastic. See you. Thanks. Thank you. Thank
2: you. Dave Dombrowski joining us live from Fenway Park. This is the WEEI and Jimmy Fund Radio Telethon presented by the Arbella Insurance Foundation.